1: What is up, everybody? Welcome to another edition of Drive for Show, DFS for Dough here on Roto Grinders and on our YouTube channel. We appreciate you checking out the program and uh, we've got a fun golf discussion for you here this week with the U.S. Open on tap Uh, will be held at Torrey Pines out in California. So fun Uh, hour or so of discussion certainly will be a little more exciting than the uh the field that we had to talk about last week we've got the band together this week got my two usual co-hosts beside me so i will bring them in here in just a second of course i am justin van zuden aka stl cardinals 84 and i will be the host of the show here for you this week uh we'll bring in my two co-hosts now mr Derek farnsworth on one side Uh, noto that was uh Quite the tournament that we had to break down and quite the leaderboard there last week. So uh, how did everything turn out for you?
2: Yeah, a uh, bad week for me. Didn't have much Bo Van Pelt uh, in the player pool. I actually only ended up making one lineup. I uh, ended up going golfing Wednesday night and then uh, went to the Jazz game. So, uh, yeah, I didn't have a ton of time to build lineups. was gearing up for this week anyway, so uh, didn't have the best of week. But, uh, hey, our guest Golfer, Bryson Nimmer, uh, ended up having a pretty good week.
1: Yeah, I played him in some lineups uh, myself. My lineups same weren't all that great. I uh, did have the outright bet on scores and odds on Higo last week though, so uh, that kind of we kind of backdoored that. Uh, got a little lucky there at the end for that to hit with Higo, but forty-five to one, that was nice. Uh, so hopefully, you know, some of you tailed that. Uh, you can check out uh, scores and odds. Our uh, sports betting arm there if you're interested um, uh, plenty of good sports betting picks there Noto does a, a lot and we all three of us do uh, some some golf picks so uh, that was nice salvage something out of the uh, the week anyhow but like you know Bo Van Pelt uh, and a lot of the other guys that uh, then ended, ended up there at the top of the leaderboard uh, and Higo kind of pulled it out down the stretch uh, thanks to uh, everybody else kind of making a few mistakes but I'll uh, we'll bring Tambo back in this week Mr. Tyler Tamboline. how you doing Tambo? I'm doing well. Excited to be back with you guys. It's major week. Always love this week. US Open is one of my favorites. I, I don't know. I didn't
0: know if I should say this or not, but I'm just going to say it, put it out to the public. I know it's a free show. Everyone will hear it, but you can take my Canadian card away if you want. You can take my fan card away. I am declaring the US Open as my favorite major, even over the Masters. I, I just I love this major. It's personally my favorite. I love how it sets up. It's so fun to talk about. I've had my best results in DFS at it in the past as well. Maybe that's the reason why, but I'm really excited about this week and I love digging into this one.
1: Yeah, this is a little bit of a mixed bag. Um, While I don't love the absolute birdie fest, uh, I I do find the uh, the really, really tough scoring ones a little bit uh, of a slog for DFS. Uh, You know, the six to six doesn't really mean a whole lot with the U.S. Open and uh, I haven't had, you know, the level of success over the years that you that you've had. So, you know, maybe my judgment's a little clouded <laughs> there, but you know, I kind of prefer the events where we get maybe 10, 12, 15 under par, uh, but that's okay. It's still a major loaded field. Uh, and these are fun, you know, to, uh, to have every once in a while. So, uh, yeah. and the, uh, you know, if you look at some of the, uh, the videos that I know Ian Poulter has posted some, uh, you can lose a ball pretty easily in the rough Torrey Pines, not an easy course as is. So, uh, it should be, uh, should be a lot of fun. Anything noteworthy from, uh, from last week for you there, Tambo?
0: Oh, absolutely not. That was probably one of my worst weeks of all time. And maybe that's also why I'm so excited and pumped to be back, but, uh, it was, you know, I tried, I did like everybody else. I know I missed a couple of the shows, but I definitely tried to stay involved and get everything out there that I could. I just think that, uh, you know, when it was, like you said, Bo Van Pelt, Nimmer, Higo guys that I just didn't have into my pool there. I thought DJ was going to, pulled the Rory from Wells Fargo, get everyone really excited back around a home crowd or a very fan-friendly crowd for him and get the job done. And he just fell apart as well. So uh, that didn't work out for me there. And so overall, one of my worst weeks, I would say, but I also uh, advised everyone to play lighter, And I hope everyone did because uh, it wasn't good for anybody that I know that I talked to. And it was a rough week all around. Good for Higo though. The kid is... Really good. And we'll talk about them here when we get into this week as well, maybe carrying some of that over. But I just like this week because it's probably not as exciting as getting ready for the Masters. But for me, it's like you said, from a DFS perspective, I think it's one of the easier ones to break down. And I know there's so many names to pick from, but it's almost Brooks kepka ish where you can just cross out a bunch of names. And now you're left with sort of the pool you want. And then you can sort of make your stands from there. So I'm really excited to get into it for this one.
1: Yeah, it will be uh, fun to break down for sure. And Higo going to crack double-digit ownership in the U.S. Open uh, most likely after, uh, you know, getting that uh, first taste of PGA Tour action and, uh, you know, recency bias and all that. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see where everyone stands on that. And uh, we don't really need to spend a whole lot of time going back on last week. It was, uh, it was a pretty ugly field, uh, one-time course. It's not like we're, you know, going to be uh, – seeing the pga tour visit there every year so it was what it was and it's over we can wave goodbye and uh, and move along to the u.s open and uh, of course everybody knows tory pines farmers insurance open contested here every year if you want to use course history obviously use the farmers insurance open history and not uh, the u.s open history because of the u.s open rotates courses every year Uh, And so if you want that Torrey Pines data, you'll have to go to the uh, Farmers Insurance Open, uh, which, of course, we have plenty of that as well. Uh, And with that tournament, they often use the North course for one round uh, because it's contested in the wintertime where there's not as much daylight. uh, And we don't have that to worry about here in June, uh, some of the longest days of the year. So just the South course, which is the more difficult of the two courses at Torrey Pines will play host to this event. Uh, and, you know, it's a difficult course. They're going to have the rough uh, up. They're going to have the greens playing fast. They've converted what is normally a par five during the winter to a par four for the U.S. Open. And uh, I believe when Tiger won here in 08, uh, he was just one under par. So that's typical U.S. Open. If you followed U.S. Open golf in the past, uh, they are going to make this as difficult as possible uh, for even these, you know, best golfers in the world. Uh, you'll be able to see some, you know, two yard uh, shanks out of the rough and, uh, you know, guys missing balls and they'll they'll chant one of us on social media and everybody will feel better about their own golf game. But uh, Noto, what can you add about the course here?
2: Yeah, if you're looking for course history, I have that in the uh, first look. I have both, uh, you know, course history from the Farmers Insurance Open over the last five years, as well as the U.S. Open over the last five years. So if you want to look at that, Uh, I certainly think that uh, it should be helpful. You know, it's a new course. Um, You know, you mentioned the U.S. Open isn't played at the same course every year, but uh, they do set it up fairly similarly. And then we see guys like uh, DJ Brooks, uh, Gary Woodland, you know, all very uh, long off the tee, all hit it, you know, far and straight. And that's kind of what it takes to win a U.S. Open. Uh, At this day and age, as far as Torrey Pines, you mentioned it's going to play as a par 71, over 7,600 yards. And uh, the number one thing, everything everyone is talking about this week is the... Cuckoo, you get grass in the rough, apparently it's dormant in January, so uh, they don't have to deal with it, and uh, now it's just gnarly. I mean, I'm sure everyone's seen the videos online of balls just disappearing in the rough, so uh, hitting the fairways is going to be important. You're going to want to be long off the tee, but, you know, having to hit these fairways is extremely important. Um, They are very narrow, too. They average about 27 yards wide on average. And uh, just for a reference point, that is more narrow than Harbor Town, more narrow than Colonial Country Club, um, two courses that we typically think of as less than driver courses. Uh, Kiwa Island was 50 yards on average. So basically, uh, you know, half the same width uh, when it comes to the fairways as the PGA Championship. Um, the greens, their poana grass, um, you know, they're going to be bumpy, especially late in the afternoon. So having some patience certainly wouldn't hurt um, some of these golfers, but Ideally, do you want guys to be long and straight. You want it to be good with long irons. You're going to have a lot of approaches over 200 yards. And then when you do miss the greens, and everyone will, you're going to have to make some amazing uh, up and downs. So uh, basically the perfect golfer is what you were looking for this week.
1: And the cut is top 60 in ties, not top 65. If it was hard enough to get a six to six, you can go ahead and uh, maybe you know, potentially shave a stroke off of the cut line because uh, five less golfers are going to make the cut. Might not matter you know, depending on how many guys are tied in there, but it is top 60 and ties, uh, which can and will confuse people as we get to Friday afternoon and might tilt you. Uh, if you're not aware and your guy finishes, you know, T62, that's not good enough. Uh, but, uh, you know, we do have a lot of uh, dead weight as Tambo referenced earlier, kind of at the, the bottom of this field too. So, um, you know, it's it, it all kind of uh, evens out in the end, I guess you would say. But uh, Tambo, what do you have to add here on the course or the tournament in general?
0: Uh, the chat's going off here. I guess he see Noto chiming in and some guys asking questions. The, the show tomorrow night, for those looking, is going to be Noto and myself. It's probably going to be 7.30 Eastern. I don't think we'll take it right through to lock, like uh, Noto mentioned there and be up over past midnight. But uh, we're, we're loving it that m- I'm loving it, but not that much. Let's just say that. But I, I definitely agree with a lot of the things you just said, Cards. And I think one of the things that stands out Uh, Just mentioned, you know, in the past, it was you and I that did the show on Wednesday, last U.S. Open, when I broke down hole by hole, why Bryson was going to win that thing. And then I actually got 19th in the $100, $100 millie maker with a five out of six. And that wasn't even the best five out of six. In that tournament. So that just goes to show it's really tough. That's kind of what I mentioned earlier. Roster construction will be a big factor and we'll get into that tomorrow evening. But, uh, you know, I'm with Noto on a lot of the things he mentioned. I did hear, you know, I just keep thinking about this and maybe I'll flip it back to you is, you know, the the fact of obviously long is always good. It's US Open. We get it but there was a lot of mention of them saying we're taking it away from the bomb and gouge. Uh, you know, they showed today that the only place the sprinklers were going, we always see the drop the ball on the rough and you can't find it or how fast the greens are. They were showing the sprinklers were only on the rough and they're trying to set it up so that you can't just bomb and gouge it essentially. And you kind of will have to set up for different shots. They kind of want to get away from what they've had the last couple of years. Now, I don't think that changes much. when we start talking about some of these players at the top, it, it won't change much of my decision, but I do wonder card, Do you have any other thoughts, maybe just on how the setup is and if it might be a little bit different from previous years, if that changes your thinking on the overall setup?
1: Yeah, they have said on a lot of holes that the rough is thicker, the closer you get to the green, whether that's somewhat intentional or not. You know, if you hit a 280 yard drive in the rough, you might have a better chance of getting a good lie than if you hit a 320 yard drive in the rough. Maybe that is intentional, kind of like you mentioned to where, you know, if somebody takes a three wood off the tee or something, or they're a little bit shorter. Uh, off the tee they're not at, at as much of a disadvantage out of the rough as say if bryson tries to overpower the golf course again um you know bryson hasn't played here at the farmer's insurance open the last few years the last two times he has he's missed the cut um you know i'll say it right off the bat that's my bold call this week i think bryson misses the cut this year in his defense of the u.s open championship but uh, i could be way off base and if he wins again you know you can uh you can you know put me in the ether for it but uh i, I think that that they are clearly going to try to do something to at least make this, um, you know, fair for for even the guys that are a little bit shorter. So uh, I think that is maybe a little bit of a worry to some of the bombers, but I mean, you long and straight and good on approach and good scrambler and bogey avoidance. I mean, you got to you got to have every part of your game going to succeed at a U.S. Open. So. Uh, usually the the golfer who does play the best over the course of four days is going to be the one that uh, that takes it down so noto other thoughts from you on the uh, the course in general here
2: yeah i mean i'm not building lineups strictly based on you know driving distance or anything like that but um, i do expect the winner to be long and straight Um, just one of those guys that kind of fits the u.s open type of mold and uh, to your point about Bryson, you know, he said last year's U.S. Open, um, it was ryegrass in the rough, so he could get the back of his club on the ball from the rough. And he says you can't do that here. The Kakuya grass just um, it sinks to the bottom, and then you basically are just forced to chip it out. Uh, and I think, you know, they say if you hit it in the rough, if you miss a fairway, it's a half-shot penalty. And I kind of like that, you know, uh, advance it up a little bit, take your shot uh, to get up and down for a par. So, yeah, I'm excited for it. I'm not strictly – know, building just on driving distance. And uh, if you actually look at the whole yardage lengths, I mean, most of the part fours are between, you know, 430 and 460. So if you hit a 290, 280, you still have, you know, less than 200 yards in. So that's certainly a, a decent approach that you can take this week um if the rough's going to be so penal.
1: Yeah, I think you might see some guys uh, try to prioritize hitting the fairways and, uh, you know, take their shot with a Uh, With a five iron or six iron on some of the holes, as opposed to trying to mash it down there to have a wedge. So a good point there for sure. Well, let's go ahead and start digging in. Obviously we've got a a strong field here and lots of golfers to break down. John Rahm back from COVID. Uh, Don't be fooled by his player card on DraftKings. If you look at that, it says he got cut at the Memorial or at least it did when I looked earlier, Uh, that was the tournament where he got uh, forced to withdraw after testing positive for COVID with a six-shot lead after the third round. So the form is not uh, bad for John Round by any means, uh, and he's got very strong course history, I believe four top tens and five starts at Torrey Pines. So deservedly the nod as uh, the most expensive golfer on the board. Of course, Spieth, who's been playing well over the last few months. You got DJ, who played pretty well with a nice bounce back last week and then the two uh, media poster boys right now in Bryson and Brooks rounding out our 10k golfers this week Um, and you know there is some value at the bottom as usual we'll see a lot of stars and scrubs build for a major so uh, I guess Tambo I'll go to you first on this your thoughts on the top in general and you know the desire to maybe uh, try to prioritize like the stars and scrubs type of build this week.
0: Yeah, it's usually not for me at all. In some cases, you know, at the U.S. Open, I talked about earlier. I just love the balance builds here because of how important trying to get that six out of six is and how hard it is to try and peg some of these guys in the lower range. Now, for this year, a couple things changed. for me. I mentioned it with Kenny Kim on the Fantasy Golf Degenerates podcast to start this week early when we did our, our first look is there is a lot of better golfers this year than we're used to for qualifiers. And, and you know, the guys up, the up and comers, I will say, and we'll get to a lot of those guys later, but there's a bunch of names of guys you'd actually feel comfortable putting into builds or at least know something about versus in the past. We didn't always have that, but at the top here, I typically will sprinkle it around. Uh, the one I'm least interested in is Jordan Spieth. Even in the past, I know he's in, you know, he's definitely back. He's got the form coming in. I know his ownership already reflects this. looks like we're around 10% on him right now, and that's fine. But I I don't get too worried about it up at the top here, and I will sprinkle these guys around. With Spieth, the only U.S. Open he won, which was the Chambers Bay one, he probably shouldn't have won, and even then – it's not even close in my opinion to this course that we're seeing this week. So his U S open record in general is not always that great. He's obviously got the magic beans that could turn on at any time and put him into, you know, God mode, if you will, where you can go out and get the job done. But I like John Rom if I'm going all the way up. Uh, but uh, underneath is the guys I like a little bit more. If I'm on a team, I'm never really on a team Brooks or team Bryce. I really don't like either of the guys that much, if I'm being honest, but uh, if I, if I did my 180 last time and got to Bryson and he won, That's the feeling I have about Brooks here. And I I know we still got ownership that's going to come with it, but at 10.1 in majors, his major record, it's just something about the guy that is wired differently. And so happy to go to Brooks at the bottom, Rom at the top. Uh, And then DJ, if he's going to show up at 10%, I see you've got him tagged their cards. I'll let you speak to it. But that's the one where just everything we've seen and talked about and all the love going to Bryson now that I do feel like I, I can get some DJ shares mixed in there, but I'll be taking my stands in the eight K down to seven K range for those balance builds. And just uh, guys, I'll fill in with these guys at the top. So I'm not going too crazy with anybody up here.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think Ram is clearly the safest. Uh, don't think you'd see a whole lot of people arguing with that, given his history at Tory Pines and you know, the fact that uh, all clear with the COVID and, uh, and was dominant his last time out um dj was the most interesting one i I followed his rounds pretty closely last week just to try to get a feel for you know how he was swinging it um and he had a shot to win there on sunday afternoon i believe he had one of the par fours on the back nine he crowded a seven um so you know maybe the overall finish doesn't look quite as good tied 10th but take away that one triple bogey you know you, you can't do that you know in theory but uh he was right there in that whole group of guys that was in that second third fourth place mix so um you know, I, I have no issues with, with targeting DJ at all. Um, I think he made 20 birdies on the week. So I, I think that was enough. You know, it was a little bit curious that he was even playing last week. Everyone was wondering, why are Brooks and, and DJ playing, you know, the week before a major across the country? Well, I think it was pretty clear that, that DJ wanted to try to find something with his game. Uh, he hasn't been as sharp, relatively speaking, uh, compared to, you know, prior years heading into the, the U.S. Open. Uh, you know, he missed the cut at the Masters, missed the cut at the PGA. So I think he wanted to find something. And, and, and you know, top 10, uh, that's enough for me. So I'm in on DJ. Uh, Noto?
2: Yeah, uh, DJ is Sorry, obviously, a, in time for he's, that. He's obviously a big stack guy. And he knew that nobody had ever won the week before the U.S. Open and then went on to win the U.S. Open. So that's <laughs> why he triple bogeyed. Uh, That hole on Sunday. I like DJ as well. Um, You mentioned, you know, he looked pretty good. Good enough last week. He gained two strokes or more in all four facets. So uh, that's good to see. He's been good on POA and Greens throughout his career. Uh, Good in California. So, yeah, I like DJ. Um, Ram does feel like the safest. You mentioned, you know, him testing negative. So uh, he got out of quarantine a little bit earlier than we were expecting. So that'll probably help with his practice and not having any rust uh, leading into it. I'll be off of speed, to Agree with you guys, uh, especially what Tampa said. Just doesn't seem like uh, this is the same course as uh, Chambers Bay, and uh, I just like the other guys up here a little bit more. Bryson, I'm kind of off of him as well. Wouldn't surprise me to see him win one bit, but uh, he just seems so distracted by everything. You know, the USG rate. The USGA reached out to him. Asked if he could uh, get paired with Brooks, and he said no. And it just seems like there's just so much going on uh, in his brain that uh, I don't I don't know. I wouldn't be surprised. But, again, I like the other guys uh, a little bit more. Then you always got to play Brooks at uh, PGA Championships and U.S. Opens. He's just so good. Um, he gained 4.4 strokes ball striking last week and still missed the cut. So uh, that's really all I needed to see. Great at the PGA. So, uh, yeah, give me some Brooks, DJ, and Rom up top.
1: That account seems to be disputed as to whether or not that was offered yeah. and declined, or if it was uh, you know, a kind of a made up story, who knows? Um, you know, you just don't know. It, it, I'm kind of like, I, I would have liked to see it, but if it happens organically, like they're both yeah. in uh, in the top 10 on the weekend or something, that would be uh, ratings heaven, I, I think for, uh, for the network. So uh, we'll see how they do uh, this week. And uh thanks for bringing up those Brooks ball striking stats. I didn't, I didn't realize that amidst his miscut last week, that uh, that is T green game was, you know, was that good. So um, at least a positive sign. And we know it's a major this week, so he'll tune it up uh, for sure. Tambo other thoughts back to you on this uh, top range before we, uh, we move it along here.
0: Yeah. The Bryson, the media appearance appearances too today had a pretty, a pretty funny interview there. It was with everyone being involved. Obviously the, the talk was on Aaron Rodgers, but for their match, that's upcoming. So he's got a lot on the side going on with that too. I don't think that's going to affect anything. I just thought to Noto's point, he does have a lot going on and then all this other stuff. I think Brooks just ignores it and moves on. And, and Brooks even said in the interview after Friday, like he said, I didn't he just admits it, man. He doesn't care. He's like, uh, he obviously cares and wants to win at all times as a gamer, but like he de- definitely turns it on. I just keep thinking about the Justin Ray stats that he posts out every single major where Brooks is just dusting everyone in the world by like 50 still on like a four-year sample size now. And this is a year with, I believe, six majors in total. And it just keeps adding up and Major Brooks just keeps showing up. So it really is hard to go away from that. And last thing on the DJ thing is kind of when Noto and I were hinting at it last week or, or thinking about it, we're you know, saying where if he did show up and do sort of the Rory McIlroy thing, I was thinking that could be something he kind of did exactly what we wanted to get him at lower ownership here. He went and put that triple bogey up last second, just to make people you know go away from him a little bit here. So I think he's a great little pivot there off of Bryson if you wanted to, but I would love to your point cards to see Bryson Brooks final group, final pairing to go out on Sunday to take this thing down. So th- that's kind of what I'm still cheering for. But like I said, I'm not going too crazy with anybody up here. We're mentioning all the names, but I'm giving you my exact strategy. I'm not using a lot of these guys are going 30, 40% of one of them or anything like that. I'm, I'm going to be in this next range, which is probably a good segue, where it starts with Roy McElroy at under
1: $10,000. Yeah, I was uh, just peeking through Noto's uh, core plays, his orange dots there in our lineup HQ. Uh, again, check that out get yourself a premium subscription over uh, at Roto Grinders uh, plenty of good stuff uh, to offer in that and you know you can uh, you can mix and match your premium subscriptions now you can choose your sports you can do all sports combo package uh, which includes everything except NASCAR. Devin can drop the link in the chat, get you $10 off your first month of either combo or a single sport premium content. Also we are doing a PGA free roll on super draft again this week. So super draft lineup HQ is free for everyone uh, with a $1,000 prize pool. Again, a free, uh, free roll, free entry on super draft with a $1,000 prize pool. And uh, in looking at lineup HQ, I was expecting, you know, I, I, always, I always try to guess Noto's core tags before I look. Um, and, and I thought this week, I thought I was going to get Shoffley, Finau, and Brian Harmon. Uh, and i only got Harman's two missing. thirds uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Harmon's missing uh, i don't know what happened there but uh,
2: he's in the, the article he's in the uh, art. okay.
1: there okay there's room get... for one more though i only yeah, see three could... tags so i'm sure he's going up later this evening or something yeah
2: can still i got i got three other guys written up he's one of them
1: forgot the dot uh all right so uh Noto, i'll let you have the first crack of the 9k range looks like you like xander uh certainly plenty of good options in here though
2: yeah. A lot of good options. And if you're building one lineup, even three lineups, I don't mind just fading the 10 K range, uh, completely, you know, the six K's is pretty ugly. We'll get there eventually, but there are just so many good players in this nine K range. And I generally gravitate towards balance builds, especially in majors because the pricing in the middle is a little bit softer and there are just so many good guys. Uh, like, um, uh, sorry, I was going to start with Fina, but he's in the eighth. So, uh, I like, uh, a lot of guys, Xander, you know, grew up at Torrey Pines. Um, he's, Played in four U.S. Opens, never finished worse than sixth. Um, He's got top 20s in four of his last five starts. Um, No weaknesses, which is always nice. I like Colin Morikawa. His uh, approach numbers are just crazy. He's gained seven, eight, seven, and seven on approach over the last four events. I like Justin Thomas. Doesn't seem like a lot of people are talking him up this week. If you look at his numbers, it's just been the putter that's been off. The Tita Green's been awesome. Uh, he's priced at a steep discount compared to some of the guys in the 10 Ks and you get him at 10% ownership. So I like that. Hovland in play every single time he tees it up. Uh, he's got top fives in five of his last 10 starts. Cantley's coming off of the win. Uh, Reed has a win at Tory Pines. So yeah, I love this range. I'm going to be playing as many as I can. And uh, yeah, I mean, the more I think about it, the less exposure I plan to have to that 10 K range.
1: Yeah, we know Victor Hovland has made it because he's got a picture now on the uh, DraftKings profile. Uh, so, you know, that's your your sign. Zalatorre still doesn't have one. We'll have to send out the search party to uh, to find that. But, um, yeah, pretty solid range. I think Thomas, you know, it seems like the ownership has lagged on him just for the better part of the last couple months. Uh, the putter has really been a source of frustration for him, but uh, certainly wouldn't surprise uh, anytime if he brings it and at 9700 and under 10 that's uh, always uh, an interesting spot so uh, tambo sounded like you were pretty high on this range of players as well
0: yeah i really actually i'm super high on the 8k range but the guys that i would mention here the one thing i will say at this range is the obvious with xander i believe is the highest owned or likely to be the highest owned on the slate yeah right now he's coming in that way is I just do like, I think there's a lot around him that you can still play. I get the storyline. I understand how good he's been at US Opens just in general, all the top fives. I, I think I reeled it off a couple of weeks ago there. It was 13 top five since his last win. And then of course, the disputed tour championship with the strokes gained the way it works on the leaderboard there. And he actually won it, even though he didn't. But you know, there's, All of that to say he's a great play, but I just think when you look at some of the guys that are available around him, we're not talking about, you know, when Hatton's in a tournament in the 10K range and Corey Connors is in the nine. We're talking like Xander's great and he's there at 9,300, but you've got Hovland, Morikawa, Justin Thomas. These are some of the best golfers in the entire world, not just in the field. So, you know, this is what we're looking at here. So I think Morikawa, Hovland, Are two that really stand out to me. I just think overall gameplay uh, saw a pretty cool stat. I mentioned it on the Fantasy Golf Generals podcast as well. Daniel Rappaport had posted an article, and Morikawa T to Green is the best golfer in the field. And it's like the margin of him over JT, who's number two, is the same as is more than the margin of JT over Hank Lebiota, who's in thirtieth, which is just crazy to me. And that just goes to show. And we know with Morikawa, it all is just like JT, where it comes down to putter. Now they're right there at the same price. Morikawa has already shown the moxie. He's won the majors, the WGCs, the tournaments quickly. Uh, I think he's a great player. A little pivot right there in something like a single entry where Xander will get even higher ownership. Hovland right below makes a lot of sense to me. I really like him. And then got to hear with you cards what you're doing with Patrick Reed here because uh, he's the guy, uh, I will say one quick stat on him is that when you pull the numbers for Torrey Pines, it's like him, Leishman, Finau, Rom, and Rom blows those three away. But when you move it over to the south courses, Rom falls back in line with them all and Reed still stays put. So, as does Fee Now and Leishman, but I'm just saying Reed is right there. So, what, what are you doing with Patrick Reed this week at the sweet, sweet price of $9,000?
1: <laughs> yeah, I'll play him some. So, uh, there you go. Now you guys got to rethink your oh. plans because you don't <laughs> want to play him. Off. <laughs> <You> <laughs> can just play shift. Cantlay, play yeah. Cantlay, 9,100. There you go. Swim to safer shores uh the sharks are infesting the <laughs> patrick reed waters um I, truthfully i haven't decided i mean there's so many good plays uh, that a lot of times he ends up being a late cut for uh, bias reasons when i've got too many stars in my, <laughs> my player pool but uh for now he's still in there so you're not safe yet and uh you know it's uh, it's hard not to you know like these guys here when you see them at these salaries but Uh, 9,000 for Reed is tough to completely ignore in a major uh, when you know, you know, he's going to get the hero saves that if I don't play him, it's going to tick me off because he's going to chip in from 50 feet for par or something. Um, But uh, you just, that's what you get. And those are the types of things that win these types of tournaments where par is a good score. So uh, tough to ignore Reed for sure. Noto, any other thoughts on the nine Ks for you?
2: Did we talk about Rory at all?
1: uh tambo mentioned him uh, briefly but uh, we didn't get into too many details
2: yeah i don't know what to do with rory uh, i like the price point it seems like a lot of people are kind of off of him and uh i think i prefer every other guy in the 9k range but um he's interesting at the price at least
0: yeah i think uh the, what? there's the narrative there right i talked about it on twitter but rory and rom are new dads sunday yes. is father's day and and rory one on Mother's Day, so why not add the Father's Day pairing to make it happen? But he's definitely a good price. Like I said, this isn't like your normal guy at ninety nine hundred. They're talking about Rory McElroy being like the sixth golfer in. That's pretty incredible to be able to start lineups with him. And that's why I said I just I do like the yeah. balance builds. He'll certainly be in my pool because of that.
2: Although, what's the Rory stat? Is this still alive? That it's got to be twelve under or lower for him to win. Which it should be. You think? What's your yeah. predicted? What's your? I thought it was like going to be two or three under. Is my guess. What do you think?
0: No, but I'm saying, like, for Rory to win, he does. He usually, oh, I guess, yeah, that's been the case. I was gonna say, I think I thought it was the opposite, but I thought you were saying it was gonna be more than 12 under. I was like, oh, I don't. I do Oh think no. So. <laughs> I got you now. Okay, that I'm would with you wild. on the numbers, so we're on the same page now. Yeah, I, I don't know. Rory's Rory, but he's, you know, definitely shown signs recently. The price is fair, and it doesn't look like, uh, you know, people are going too crazy with them. 12 percent. he's sort of just there, right above Justin Thomas, so. Pick your poison with those two. Everyone wants to play more cow, Xander, and, and Hovland, etc.
2: Yeah. Yeah, one other Rory stat, uh, Justin Ray also, you mentioned him. Uh, since his last major win, he's 35 over in round one at the majors. Yeah, it's wow. crazy. Wow.
1: <laughs> You got it. It's like, uh, it's like the old uh, bowling analogy, right? If the first game is your worst game, you got to go get a practice game in. Right. Uh, So, you know, if you got an afternoon tea time, go play a quick 18 at the Muni or something and then drive over uh, and get your round in. But uh, that's uh, fun with sample size. I guess you can explain some of that away, but uh, interesting stats nonetheless. All right. Let's dig into the eight K's. This is where I know, you know, you're going to see, you're going to see a lot of builds that look pretty similar, uh, if you start with maybe one golfer in the 9Ks and, and Tambo and Noto will break this down tomorrow on a premium show, uh, but you could start with one golfer in the 9Ks and then head into this 8K range and then just go crazy uh, with some of these strong options. I mean, Finao always popular. Zalatoris, you know, all he's done is finish in the top 10 and two majors already this year in his first full season. Scheffler and Hatton uh, have played well over the last few weeks. I mean, I could go on and on with, uh, how well some of these 8K golfers are playing. Even Oosthuizen has been playing well of late. So um, it, it really interesting range. Tambo, I'll give you first dibs at it. Uh, who are you looking at in here?
0: Well, geez, I, I thought you guys would know by now, and you'll know where one of my stars is going. If it's a major at 8100 bucks for Louis Ustasen, o- ownership's finally caught up, but that is what it is. That's just part of the game. Eventually people catch on and realize this guy – does not mess up at majors. And if he does, so be it. Uh, This is one of the ones where I'll be well overweight. Uh, You know, this is just a spot, like I said, long-term, short-term course, everything sets up. This is how I like Louis. You know, you talked about two under maybe being the winner or something. That's right up Louis' lane and why he's always got the opportunity at these things. So uh, ownership has definitely caught up. I get it. But this is now where I don't think it's close with some of the guys that are around. I I like a lot of this range. Louis is by far my favorite. Uh, You can go to Cam Smith right underneath him. I think he's another very interesting player. He's got sort of that all around game and we've seen it show up at majors. Uh, really good hands around the green, puts it in the fairway, just plays a smooth, clean game, doesn't make a lot of mistakes. So I like that. Berger tried to make it happen at the PGA Championship. Obviously it didn't, but I just think again, the prices you can't really just sit there and say wrong because I know they got to price it all out based on, you know, the how deep the field and strong it is. But Berger's a guy that really only plays and there's another guy when we get down to the 7K range that only plays In these tougher events real and when he doesn't play in a tough event he's usually winning it like he goes to the AT&T Pebble Beach Pro-Am and wins the thing so that's kind of my point with a guy like Berger at 8400 Scheffler really has shown up at majors I know he didn't get to play the last US Open due to the the COVID test that he had but in general shows up at the majors and another guy that's just been looking to break through uh, he fits well for me web Simpson. I believe it was originally Paul Tassori on the Tour Junkies podcast, bringing up the fact that, hey, this is how they're going to shake it down so that guys like Webb maybe have a better chance because they're not as long, but they're very straight off the tee. They have an excellent around the green game. Again, 8700 is just a nice price. And then I'll leave Finau for Noto because we're always playing him when he's 8900 even if he is the sucker play because he's almost impossible to bet at this point, because for me anyway, I'd have to put thousands down just to recoup because his number never goes up. So it's impossible for me to bet him, but that's why I like playing him at at 8,900. I mentioned the South course, particularly stats. I still, again, think this setup is totally different personally, but it can't be that different, but it's different. So I I will say that, but, and then Hideki, uh, T to green game, major record. All this, I know he won the, the Masters and he got that off his back. But we talk about this all the time. Why doesn't Heki, Hideki, sorry, get put into this conversation where when one guy wins a major, the floodgates could open up? It's it's Hideki. He's definitely good enough, and this course is nice. So, like I said, I'll be peppering this 8k range, and and you can even go like Rom, skip the 10k, 9k chalk, and bump into this range and do that, or go Kepka up at the top and then skip the, the heavy, heavily owned nine K range and pop into this range. So uh, I'm very intrigued by this range in general, as you guys can probably tell.
1: Well, now at least we finally have the backstory. Tambo mentioned to us uh, that he's you know, going through the process of selling his house right now. And we know that he's doing it to recover the Tony Finau losses. Oh yeah. Uh, that's that's, uh, you know, sometimes <laughs> it just, uh, it gets to that point, you know, uh, you gotta, you gotta sell the house and then you bet Finau and he wins. And, you know, it's all. all well, you well. put the money at the right time on him. That's what bet the house, right? That's what <laughs> you're right. Bet the house. Apparently yeah, that's what Tambo's doing here um of course we're just kidding play responsibly friends all right uh, noto your thoughts on the uh, case
2: yeah so i did bet tony finow outright this week uh, all my losses on him in the past that's a sunk cost tambo you can't get that back um <laughs> <Yes>. noto's house
1: <laughs> is on the market next week
2: yes <laughs> yeah the house will be up, up very soon um but yeah i mean Finau. Everything you want to see in a golfer at the U.S. Open, Finau, long and straight off the tee. Well, I wouldn't say straight, but he's long off the tee. Very good with his irons. He's quietly fourth in this field around the green. You don't think of him as a good, you know, short game wizard. Good polo putter. Um, seven straight top 25s at Tory. Uh, he's got seven top 10s in his last 18 majors. So, yeah, even if he's going to be popular, give me some Tony Finau. Love the Louis call. Um, agree with everything Tambo said. He hasn't missed a cut at a major since 2017, Uh, So I will definitely be playing uh, some of him. And then my leverage plays in this range. I mean, Corey Connors, he was like 25% every week. And now nobody wants to play him because he had one bad iron uh, week at the Memorial. I don't really understand that. We talk about importance of being in the fairway. He's one of the best when it comes to total driving, one of the best iron players in the world. And, you know, these polar greens, they can neutralize putting a little bit. So I like Connors' leverage play, and then uh, I'll always play Will's out of Taurus and majors. I um, His three starts so far in the majors: T six, T two, T eight. So I like him quite a bit. And then uh, he mentioned Hideki. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm on board with that one as well. Uh, he's been great T to green over his last eight. Good track record at Torrey. Good track record at the U.S. Open.
1: Yeah, Hideki will just bring his green jacket and uh, you know carry it along with him on the uh, on the way throughout the course and. Uh, intimidate I think Hideki's golfing with Bryson uh, oh. if I remember correctly that would just be a great maybe you just wear it on the course and play <laughs> uh, and then the media can uh, it could be Hideki v, v Bryson um, it is
0: him yeah it's those two and Tyler Strafasi so I, th- I think that's the group that's that they got the US am and I think it's like US AMS or something like past oh, champions
1: the, or something. The, the pre yeah it's the previous winner which would be Bryson and the amateur champion and then did they throw the masters champ in there. I don't know. Interesting. Yeah. Um, in any case, interesting group there. All right. Uh, before I forget, and uh, we'll get short on time here a little bit quickly. I've been a little longer winded. Uh, we were short last week, but um, our guest the golfer game this week, and, and we're not there yet. I mean, don't let me fool you into thinking this is like an eight K player, uh, but a uh, free week, a Roto grinders premium for the first person to guess this correctly. If you're not already a premium member, are uh, one of our favorite kind of under the radar value plays of the week? I will give a hint right off the bat because there's so many golfers to guess. Uh, it's a US Open first timer. That should be a nice uh, hint to, to still give you some freedom to guess uh, who our favorite uh, value golfer of the week will be. So now go ahead and drop some of those guesses into the YouTube chat if you are watching us live, and we will see if we can give away that prize. So Uh, All right, Uh, let's go ahead and move into the uh, 7K range. Tambo, anything else to add on the 8Ks? Otherwise, you can move it on.
0: Milton Poa, Finau, his real name. And so like Noto said, back on Poa, that's another reason why I I like going to Tony Finau here. So uh, I do love the 8K range. Even the guys I forgot to mention that you guys talked about, you've got Hatton tagged up their cards. I was just going to get your two cents on that and we can move on. But he did have some great numbers last week, crept back in, almost got the job done himself, T2 at the palmetto championship
1: yeah, t2 and he lost three and a half strokes putting which i mean everything else was really solid usually hat in the short game is you know is not necessarily a weakness so it's not like he's going to lose five six strokes putting every week uh t to green game is good you know in the last few years he's ranked really well in scrambling bogey avoidance um and, and these are the types of tough events where even though he's a bit of a hothead or has that reputation um, he's actually tends to be better in these events uh, where, you know, the, the par is a good score. Our early ownership projection, I think, had him around 10. We've got him around 14 now. So he is gaining a little bit of steam after that big finish last week. But uh, I think at 8,300, I think that's a really uh, fine price uh, for him. So I like that. Yeah
0: extremely fair, I think for sure. So I, that's, why I brought it up. I, I just didn't think to mention that, but that was good to see last week. And he just falls in around all these other guys. I will say, cause it's getting talked about in the chat was, and I'll move us to 7k range in a second, but is just the, you know, the stars and scrubbers balancing. Like you, 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 ever, you don't have to go, full stars and scrubs here. Like I mentioned, as the example I just gave, you can still have Kepka, a bunch of these 8K guys that we obviously just gave you a million reasons why they're excellent plays and then fall into the 7K range with a couple guys that can make the cut. And as we mentioned, it's very hard to get six out of six at these US Open. So that can be a way to do it where it's kind of a blend of both. I'm not saying load up six 8K guys in your lineup. That's not a good idea. The winner's likely somewhere above 9K, just the way US Open works. But there is some guys down here that could definitely break through. As far as the 7K range goes, I'll just do sort of the top here and pass it back cards. But uh, the chalk is always nice at the top. I like Casey. I like answer. They're both just on, you know, incredible runs of their own. You go short term, long term, all around game stats that link up here, you know, long enough off the tee and very straight with good around the green games, things like that, that can all pair up well. I think they suit it going down a little bit. I do like Jason Kokrak. Uh, again, I just think it's the guy that always gets underrated. The two wins this season is no fluke. He was, you know, he got his win and then sort of broke out, broke out from there. I think he's going to show up here again. Definitely another guy that's long enough, straight enough has the all around game. And he's actually trending really nicely coming in here. So I think he suits it. And then Neiman at 7,500, uh, this one you'll like, Noto. And that's why I'll, I'll pass it quickly and try and go as fast as I can. But, uh, Neiman won at Torrey pine South. The, it was a, I forget what they called it. Like the junior Championship and in second place, Tigala, Tigala, whatever you want to call him, got him in second. He chipped in for eagle to try and close it up, but then uh, you know Neiman still got it done. And third place, a one Norman Zhong, Panda. (laughs) So we're bringing it back for that one. But 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 Sahith is in this field, so we could talk about him as a sleeper later. But I, I do like Neiman quite a bit, just in general, long straight off the tee you know, he's got to put it together. He hasn't done much since those back-to-back second places earlier in this season, but we know he's got the all-around game. And he's sort of the guy that always goes overlooked, even though he's done his thing on tour. Like he's not, he's got plenty of success already for how young he is. I believe I read the stat he's 22 years old and this is his 10th major he's playing in. That's pretty impressive. So I'll go back to Neiman at
1: 7,500 down here as well. All right. Uh, super impressive guesses. We only had like 10 guesses on the guest, the golfer, but all three guys that we talked about before the show were guests. And so uh, I confirmed this with Devin that we can give away two winners because one of them was the guy we decided on. And one of them was the guy that Tambo announced his presence into our showroom Mm -hmm. with. uh, And he was the second guest overall. So uh, I could not just let that go unnoticed. So Garth, Chan Kim, that was the golfer that, uh, that Tambo mentioned. We'll talk about him in a little bit more detail here when we get to the, the value plays. And then uh, Justin Sullivan, great name uh, with uh, Cameron Young guess was one of the first guesses as well. So kudos to you guys it was like two of the first four guesses got it right. So Garth and, uh, and Justin, Our producer, Devin, will uh, connect with you there and let you know how to get in touch with him to get your free week of Roto-Grinders Premium. Check it out. We think you'll like uh, everything we've got to offer there. So kudos. Thanks for playing along. And uh, Noto, back to you. Your thoughts on the uh, 7Ks. It seems like uh, Answer is going to be one of the more popular picks, and I would imagine a lot of people will go his way, Answer and Casey in cash games.
2: I mean, it's hard not to like uh, any of the chalk in this range. Um, Paul Casey um, just always shows up in majors, back-to-back top sixes, answer, like you mentioned. His uh, recipe for success is kind of fairways and greens. And uh, if the rough's going to be so penal here, uh, you got to like that quite a bit. And then going down, uh, Jason Kokrag's going to be popular. Shane Lowry's going to be popular. But they've both been in great form too. You know, Kokrag coming off the win, he might be one of the best drivers of the ball on tour right now. And then Lowry, to spend a top 10 machine. So a lot of chalk in this range. Um, Chalk tends to hit more often than not at majors. Um, It doesn't usually other weeks, but at majors, um, it does seem to to hit more often than not. So my pivot's in this range away from the chalk. I like Fitzpatrick. um, Played pretty well last week. Had that low round on Sunday to come in the top 10. We always talk about him. He just plays the courses that you don't think he's going to play well. Um, He plays them well. Uh, He gains strokes off the tee, even though he's not long. So he's going to be in the fairway, which is nice. And then uh, I like the Neiman call quite a bit. And uh, Woodland's interesting too. Um, a guy that has been very hit or miss recently. A ton of upside, ton of missed cut equity as well. But uh, he's won a U.S. Open before in California, Pebble Beach. He's got a pretty good track record at Torrey. And he can just get red hot. So um, if you want a guy in this range that uh, could potentially be in the mix, uh, I think Woodland's interesting.
1: Yeah, I love that call. I'm a really big fan of Gary Woodland this week in GPPs. Um, not going to be mega chalk who maybe be a little more popular than I expected uh, when salaries first came out uh, but uh, I think he's a great fit here and like you mentioned good results at the Farmer's Insurance Open at uh, Torrey in the past so uh, I like Woodland that's a good call and of course plenty of strong plays in this range if you've got some conviction on somebody I mean even though you're going to see a lot of these guys like Nodo's boy Harmon at six percent or you know, Woodland at 8% or Neiman who Tambo mentioned at 9%. I mean, uh, these are still guys that are capable of, of playing well. They're just kind of ownership is uh, getting, you know, gobbled up by so many different players in this range that uh, it's just going to spread out to some degree. Even Harris English, who, you know, played well last week uh, kind of rebounding from a stretch of poor form at, at 7,300 uh, only going to be around 5% on this week. So like this range, I think it's uh you know, you can get uh, curious, uh, you know, Tambo, what are your thoughts on this? I know you, you'll dive in tomorrow on the premium show, but uh, you know, could you play like four guys from the seven K range as part of a stars and scrubs build 4 seven Ks and, uh, and then, you know, go with the nine and 10 Ks at the top. Um, if you do like four mid seven K golfers, that gives you 10 K for your last two spots. So, you know, with so many golfers in the eight and nine K range that people like, is the like four 7Ks and two 10Ks. Is that a type of build that you'd be interested in this week?
0: Extremely, yeah. Exactly what I was trying to mention earlier. You kind of nailed it there with the setup where where everyone just thinks stars and scrubs, like we've got to get these 6K guys. Now everyone's going with all these 8Ks. There's ways that you can mix and match it. And I certainly think that that would be a good way to go about it. And I also think it's a little interesting. Like I, I love Casey and answer I mentioned there, but you could have like, we could go back and forth on Neiman Woodland because I, I love Woodland. I like Neiman, who I just talked about the reasons why. But Woodland seems to be recovered quite well from the injury, playing some better golf. We like him on courses where even if he does have to club down or can club down to make sure he stays in the fairway, that's where he's had a success. And he's literally a U.S. Open champion that held off Brooks Kepka in the run of his life. So, you know what I mean? That's where I think you could still go to a guy like that. And starting with two 7, and below, you know, getting four 7K guys that way and skipping the two guys at 7.9K. Again, Noto and I will dive into this tomorrow, but I think that is super intriguing for ways that you can go about it where you're not really balanced, but you're also not really stars and scrubs and you're just staying away from some of the name plays in the 6K range that we'll mention tonight.
1: All right. Do either of you have anything uh, else above 7,000? Uh, it seems like uh, Charlie Hoffman is going to be a popular play. He's got a lot of dots in lineup HQ. Higo coming off the win last week. I'm um, going to get some ownership instantly right back. Um, anybody that uh, that you else that you guys want to mention above 7K? Tambo, I'll stick with you.
0: Yeah, I do have a few just because I I tried to keep it. You know, that's the thing about last week's show. I still was here in spirit, but it goes a lot faster when I'm not here to talk so much. But (laughs) I like a lot of things about this range still, as you just mentioned and kind of alluded to, and then I went and ran off of it. You know, the other guys I like down here, one, Adam Scott, uh, got a pretty good US Open record in general, major record. Like I said, I always say this, but the world's most interesting man in golf just gets on his private jet. You don't get anything from him. Someone showed his Twitter account today. I don't even know if it's real, but it had like 5,000, I think... Uh, followers like this is just a guy that doesn't care about anything except showing up and playing great golf or trying to win at the best tournaments he's talked about it in the past he circles the events he shows up he tries to win and then he goes home win, win or lose so I think he's a guy that makes a lot of sense and then very interestingly actually to me uh, this would be one that I don't think anyone's going to talk about is Billy Horschel uh, pretty crazy just like I said if it's your last guy in at 7300 you're not really going with the scrub here Billy Horschel 38 32nd miscut 32nd, 25th, 23rd, 4th. Like his U.S. Open record is very strong. He's having himself a pretty good season uh, in general. I don't think it's someone that people will want to go to. And if you look long-term, short-term, some of the stats and setups, I think he's pretty interesting. Could name more, but just to round it out quickly, I'll I'll bullet point them. Christian Bazudenhout, like him in majors, like his, you know, just overall game all around, really good around the greens, which is important here. And, and pretty straight off the T shows up is on a you know pretty strong run of made cuts just in general, made the cut at the, the one U S open that he did play. Could be a little pivot there. Obviously Hoffman makes some sense. And then Ryan Palmer, anywhere Rom goes, Palmer goes for me. So uh, I'll add him into the mix at the bottom as well. All right.
1: Noto, anything else above 7,000 for you?
2: Uh, yeah, I got to mention Brian Harmon. Uh, a lot of people say he can't play well on long courses, but uh, if you look at his numbers from the PGA Championship, he gained 4.6 strokes ball striking, had the worst uh, short game week he's ever had, um, and then missed a cut on the number. The next week, he bounced back in Memorial with the top 10. So uh, I'll go back to Brian Harmon. He's actually got that gains a ton of strokes um, off the tee. And shout out to Wiley, who was on the show with us uh, a few weeks back. Uh, He said you're going to have like two wedges um, per 18 holes at this course if you're going for the par fives and two, which is kind of crazy. And that's by far uh, Harmon's worst part of his game. Uh, He's actually pretty good with the long iron. So I like going back to him. Uh, Harris English mentioned on the broadcast last week that he's been dealing with a back injury. So maybe that's why, you know, he struggled for a while, said he was feeling better. Uh, Gained in all four facets last week, ended up falling apart on Sunday, but um, he's got a pretty good track record at the U.S. Open, never missed a cut. And then Charlie Hoffman, like you mentioned, uh, a lot of tags in lineup HQ. Gained six strokes ball striking his last time out. Uh, Just fell apart on and around the greens at Memorial. Not worried about that. He struggled there every single year. Uh, He's made 11 straight cuts, eight top 20s during that stretch. Um, And he plays his uh, course every single year at the Farmers Insurance Open. So those are my favorites in the 7Ks. What are you guys doing with Higo after coming off of the win? He's going to be popular. Some sites have him up to like 18 to 20% ownership right now.
1: I'm out on that if that's too high. I mean, great future. Can't argue with the results on the Euro Tour. Super impressive win last week. Uh, But, I mean, U.S. Open coming off a win, you know, the adrenaline. Like, yeah, you can maybe be on adrenaline right now, growing cross country. uh, But this course and, you know, the setup, it will wear you out. And uh, that's just – if, if he was 2% owned, different argument, but 18% owned, I, I just, you know, it, maybe it probably lands somewhere in, you know, 13, 14, maybe we're a little low, other sites are a little high, but uh, that, that's too much for me. Uh, it's one of those chalk, uh, chalk value fades, I think.
0: For me, the same. Uh, not that I don't like the guy, like I said, I love yeah. all, everything about it. I think there's a lot of uh, South African inspiration that we can take from it though. I just mentioned Bazudenhout. and there's another guy we're definitely going to mention when we get down to 6,700, I always mention it at these events. And there, there's a lot of guys that you could play in this range. So, like I said, uh, one, I didn't even mention there was also
1: um, someone on the YouTube chat was asking if Kevin now is going to be in your player pool.
0: No, no, I don't like him that much here. If he, if he, Hey, if he's your last guy in or something, again, I'll, I guess I won't say I'm out, but he's not someone I'm high on. Like I'm giving you my conviction plays and guys that I'm going in on. Uh, One guy, though, I was going to mention was Max Homa, having himself a pretty good season. We know he likes it out here in California, can drive the ball straight. Uh, The best part about Max Homa is he's the definition of boom or bust. When he has his good results, they're top tens or, you know, pushing for the winner's circle when he has his bad results, he's out. So he's out anyway of your lineups at that point. So don't go crazy with him. But he was just one more that I thought about right there. at sort of the overlooked $7,300 price point.
1: Yeah, Matt Wallace, another name author out there. Uh, he was, you know, pushing 20% a few weeks ago. A couple underwhelming results. Still made the cut uh, at the Charles Schwab and missed the cut at the Memorial. But uh, now back down to 4%. Uh, don't mind uh, taking a flyer on him in some GPP lineups. Wouldn't play him in cash games by any means. So, all right, we got about five minutes. We'll go ahead and round it out with our favorite value plays of the week. Uh, we mentioned as part of the uh, Guess the Golfer game, we mentioned Cam- Cameron Young, who was notice pick and Chan Kim, who was uh, Tambo's pick, so uh, I'll let you guys talk about your favorites and then any other values you might like. Noto, I'll go to you first.
2: Yeah, Cam Young uh, won back to back on the Corn Ferry Tour uh, a little bit, a little while ago, um, and he's played this course before, so uh, I think that's worth um, you know taking a shot on. We mentioned you know winning at every any levels, uh, you know, pretty impressive, and to do a back to back weeks, um, I don't mind taking a shot on him. Other guys I like in the 6Ks, Ches Reeve kind of finally showed some signs of life. Um, you know, he made the, or he qualified his way into the US Open and then played last week at the Palmetto, came top 15. Um, he's got a pretty good track record in California. I like Eric, Eric Van Ruyen, um, EVR, just every single time it's a major, you got to play him kind of similar to uh, Louis. Um, he obviously doesn't have the same floor or upside as Louie, but uh, he's cheap. And then uh, Patrick Rogers, I mean, uh, California kid, not on Bermuda. Uh, I'll have a couple shares. He's got a couple top 10s here. um, So that's interesting. Brendan Stills made 12 straight cuts. Um, That kind of surprised me a little bit. So uh, I'll have a couple of shares. I would not have guessed that. I know a lot of them are like T75s, but um, (laughs) yeah, he does have two top 15s at US Opens the last three years. So maybe he's a guy that uh, that you could look to.
1: Paycheck counts, right? Uh, It's better than nothing. So. All right, Tambo, talk about uh, Chan Kim and some of your favorite punt level plays here. Well, Noto just stole my guy. Brendan Steele is literally my favorite
0: play down here. California kid himself always plays well. His poe is his best surface. The two top 15s that you mentioned, the made cut streak, everything at 6,500. And I don't know, just people never really love playing him, but he's played well. uh, 37th at the Memorial was something. 18th at the Arnold Palmer, which is a longer course this year. Like you can still show up at these events. And at 6,500, there's going to be a lot of names people mentioned, we mentioned, you know, Cameron Young, there's Guido down here who's having himself a year over on the Euro Tour a couple seconds recently. Johnny Vegas is back in the mix. I'll say it before cards can and lose the parlay bet tonight, but, you know, there's so many guys you can mention down here. The Chan Kim thing is just interesting. Kenny and I talked about him again on Sunday night when we recorded, and I I don't know, like, I just don't know if you need it. That was one of the things, again, Noto and I will get into it tomorrow night, but uh, you can put him and just plug in whatever you like. He did get a 23rd at the PGA Championship, and uh, before that, it was one other major. I forget what it was. The WGC Mexico was a 35th, 11th at the Open. So I get why people go back and play them, and the price is awesome, 6100. You can fit whatever you want. I just I'm not going too crazy with these plays or these moves down here. The one that I would feel very comfortable rounding out a lineup with, though, is Brendan Steele. If you need the salary savings there, so I do like that. And then lastly, Noto said it, but uh, EVR, we want him when he's under 7K. We want him when he's in strong majors or WGCs in these tougher fields. And we've got exactly that. And like I said, Higo getting that W, maybe a little bit of uh, South African inspiration there as well. So I like him at 6,700 to round it out.
1: All right. Uh, it's a great show tonight. Should be a really fun tournament. Um, you know, difficult conditions there at Torrey Pines, particularly for golfers who are not finding the fairways. They will have a hard time finding their golf ball. Uh, if they are doing that uh, depending on the lies that you get you're going to get some good breaks you're going to get some bad breaks at the u.s open but uh, that's part of what makes it so challenging and where we oftentimes see a winning score you know somewhere around even par so should be a lot of fun wishing you all the best of luck as uh, as you build your lineups for this tournament we will be back next week the travelers championship at tpc river highlands in connecticut Uh, Dustin Johnson the defending champion of that event so we will be back here same time same place breaking that all down for you but until then enjoy the U.S. Open happy Father's Day to any of you out there uh, who might uh, fit that designation we hope you have a great weekend and uh, can watch some golf and win some money along the way so for our producer Devin and for Tambo and Noto I am Justin have a great week everybody we will see you later